0: Revelation 6 1 and 2 um, we kind of looked at this last week starting with a recap of what we looked at and uh, then we got into the first verse and we went through that and I'll recap that a bit but I don't want to just do so much recapping that we don't get going with really such an important passage here in verse 2 but let's start by just reading you know what the first few verses here and we'll, we'll kind of set it up and then we'll really jump here into verse two and really look at the title of the message the antichrist unleashed that really starts off the great tribulation and it has to do with those seals that the one who is worthy the lamb who shed his blood for us uh is uh you know about to start opening really bringing wrath on earth and winding down this dispensation or this age that we are in and uh, getting ready to usher in the millennial reign of christ and that will be a glorious glorious day i'm looking forward to that day so it says now when i saw the lamb open one of the seals i heard one of the four living creatures saying with a loud voice like thunder come and see and i looked and behold a white horse and he who sat on it had a bowl a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer and so last week we went back there to the outline we saw in revelation 119 where john is told to write the things that he's seen the things that are and the things that will take place after this we saw the things that are or the things that he had seen refers to the ministry of jesus christ and john being one of the disciples of the lord saw first hand witness to the death and resurrection of jesus christ and that's spoken of here in revelation chapter one and then the things which are pertain to the time that we're still in right now the church age and the seven letters to the church those seven letters that were not only to those literal churches in asia minor at that time or modern-day turkey but we also saw how they pertain to church history really lining up with events and times in church history but there are also letters to us today you know what there's exhortations and encouragement in all those letters that the lord has given to us even right now as a church here on portola road as well as individuals and followers of the lord because remember in those letters it says he who has an ear to hear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches so we're in that time right now of the church age and then we came to revelation 4 after those letters to the church and we see a huge phrase there in revelation 4 1 where it says after these things and they after these things are after the things that are the church age the time that we're in right now and we saw this picture really of john very much looking like the church when it gets raptured as we compare it there with first thessalonians 4 where we read about you know what a trumpet and us getting caught up to glory and the comfort that we're to have through that and to comfort one another with those words as we see paul hearing this voice come up here and i'll show you the things which must take place after this and hearing that you know what being pronounced to him with a voice like a trumpet and it seems that it's a picture again of the church age coming to an end the rapture of the church and then we saw there in chapter four and five this glorious picture again in heaven we saw those 24 elders on 24 thrones that seemed to clearly represent the fullness of the church and we went through a list of things that shows that this can't this group can't be anyone but the church as they're on white robes they're on thrones they have crowns as remember the lord had told the churches in those letters he overcomes and i'm paraphrasing here you'll be given a robe you'll be given a crown you'll sit on a throne with me with my father and then we saw that group crying out to the lord in revelation 5 praising christ as he had redeemed them from every tribe tongue people and nation so from that we know that these 24 elders on 24 thrones it's a representation of ten thousands times ten thousands times ten thousands we also know that they're kings and priests we read that in revelation 5 and again that's a title for the church if you compare revelation 1 where it talks about us in christ being kings and priests and then we saw there in revelation 20 that we will reign with christ and we will also judge and that compares out to first corinthians we're talking about the church us being those that will judge the world and we will judge angels and then remember we compared them with the tribulation saints in revelation 20 where it says they have white robes but we read in revelation 7 they're before the throne they're never on a throne with the lord and then even there in revelation 20 after the little second coming of christ they still don't even have resurrected bodies So it's a great case for the pre-tribulation rapture and the church age really coming to an end there at the beginning of the tribulation. Now, I always say I lean pre-trib for these reasons and so many more, and I've had people ask me, say, well why do you say you lean pre-trip because I've been hearing evidences that are so vast and wide and a lot of things I've never even heard before and I'll tell you in this I believe God's been giving me revelation that I haven't really seen before but it's found in a scripture and the reason I say that is because ultimately no man knows the day or the hour and I always want to be watching I always want to be looking and we need to be always looking as well because the Lord ultimately knows that day and so no matter what trib you lead towards whether it's pre-trib you know what a a pre-wrath a mid-trib a post-trib and who knows what the latest trib is let's make sure we're looking every day for the coming of jesus christ can we say amen to that because if we're not doing that we're not heeding the counsel of the lord and that's very problematic the lord doesn't have good things to say about his servant who says my master delays his coming that's not a mentality that's endorsed by the lord but instead there's a rebuke from the lord on that he wants us to be looking every single day so in revelation four and five we see these groups that clearly look like the church for those reasons and so many more reasons that we'll get into as we continue in our study and now we come here to chapter six and remember we saw there in chapter five there was a scroll with seals that is the deed of the earth and we established that clearly through so many verses and no one was found worthy to open that deed because you got to have the deed you got to own it to be able to open it and john began to weep and then one of the elders pointed him to christ the lamb worthy to open up the scroll and we referred back to our study on jesus being our kinsman redeemer how he purchased us out of sin and he purchased the deed of the earth that man forfeited when he sinned in the garden and now he has it and he's beginning to open it up to evict the transgressors here on earth to evict those that don't want to bend knee to him those that don't want to pay homage to the owner the Lord Jesus Christ and this is where we begin here in chapter 6 into the great tribulation the last seven years on earth the time of daniel's 70th week that we'll talk a little bit more about tonight and that we spent great detail talking about in our study in daniel especially in daniel chapter 9 so again he says i saw the lamb open one of the seals and this is the kickoff of daniel's 70th week and again we looked at last week of who's breaking it it's jesus christ jesus christ is going to be the one who says it's time to start the great tribulation it's not going to be satan it's not going to be the antichrist it's not going to be a group of elites up in these high dark places who think they control the world they don't control it the lord sits on the throne he laughs at them and holds them in derision psalm chapter 2 remember that when you begin to get frustrated with such things every man every woman will give an account before the lord even those who think that they're untouchables in fact they're going to give a greater account because to whom much is given much is required and that's true in a spiritual sense as well as in a physical sense the lamb is in control he takes it he opens one of the seals and then we looked here at the at the next part i heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder come and see and again we looked at the word thunder and we see this rumbling you know up in glory a picture you know Of rumblings and thunders and lightnings and so forth, there in these chapters, that always comes before a storm and a thunder that is coming before judgment again that's about to come on the earth. And he says to John, Come and see, come and look. And we just touched on the fact that the Lord wants us to come and see. The Lord wants us to be a people that aren't burying our head in the sands when it comes to prophecy. That the Lord wants us to understand the times. He wants us to discern the times. We know that the scripture is given to us. You know what? So that things won't come upon us as a surprise. But as things come it will be a confirmation that God's word is true. And boy there's so many things going on in the world today. that is not that we need it anymore. But more and more confirmation that God's word is prophetic. And God's word is true. And we know the Lord had told us in that Olivet Discourse when we see certain things unfolding to really look up knowing our redemption draws near. He wants us to be looking. Listen, this is why we go through these books and we talk about these things. And I know that some people say, well, we don't want to talk about that or don't talk about those things. But the Lord has told us not to be ignorant. The Lord's told us to discern the times. The Lord has told us to always be looking for His coming. And then we come here to verse 2. And this is where we're going to, Pick things back up tonight. It says, and I looked and behold a white horse. So the seal is broke, and with that seal that's broke, the first thing that John sees is this white horse. And he was sat on it, had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. So he looks and he beholds. And listen, this is going to be something to behold indeed, and it's going to be something that everyone on earth will behold everyone else or everyone on earth is going to bear witness to this seal being broke this white horse going forth the one sitting on this white horse who has a bow and a crown and goes out to conquer this is going to be very much like the two witnesses that we'll read about later in the book of revelation who really put a thorn in the antichrist side And at one point, it says that they are going to be killed by the Antichrist and lay in the street for three and a half days. And it says in Revelation 11.10, those who dwell on the earth will rejoice. Everyone on the earth is going to see this. They're going to rejoice. But guess what? The Lord is going to resurrect them and call them back up into heaven. And then they're probably going to go like that really loud. But it's going to be a lot more intense than that. And so listen, just as that event is seen worldwide, this event's going to be seen worldwide as well. I'll get into some verses that back that up here in a second. But we need to know we know why how this is going to happen. Listen, in, in times past they would read this and I don't know what conclusions they came up with, you know, maybe when radio was on the scene they thought you know well, people will hear about it and they'll see it in their minds eye and then we know uh, television came along soon after that but we know today with modern technology and smartphones and so forth listen those things are all over the world it's not a matter you know why your smartphone bill is so high do you know why what what are you guys paying like 60 70 bucks a month you know someone here probably pays 20 dollars whatever the reason that that's so high is because you pay the costs for people in more impoverished countries to be able to pay a buck a month or have it for free. Because they want these things in everyone's hands. They don't want them in their hands necessarily so that they have access to information. Though a 12-year-old today has more access to information than the president of the united states they say did you know some 20 years ago through the internet and duck duck go and i'm not going to even mention the other the 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 other thing or whatever and um you know but they want these in people's hands so that this and they can brainwash them man so the, the so the people won't take their thoughts captive and i believe they want people's these in people's hands really because you know last week we talked about that song being sung out of san francisco we're going to convert your children listen this is a way for them to try to get our kids and sadly i think that they're being greatly successful in it and i won't go too long on this but i've shared before they say the average age that a child sees pornography today is eight years old and listen that's happening via computers that's happening via smartphones and listen i just can't tell you enough uh you parents to please, please, please safeguard your children. Do all that you can to safeguard them. You know, all of them with school today and so forth, in one way or another, are the bulk of them. They're going to have to be on the computer to some degree and so forth. And you definitely want them learning those skill sets in this digital age that we are living in. But I'm going to tell you, there's so much out there that's it's it's too much for these kids to handle. They weren't wired. They weren't created. And none of us were to be able to view pornography and all these things but when these things happen to these children this young and i'll tell you especially as they start getting a little older in you know what preteen and teenagers in the teenagers the ages the, the, these kids are entering into forums and into uh areas i just call it an arena where they dialogue about things that you know what when you were a teenager you might have thought about but you didn't know other people were thinking that way and there was still a shame with it where it wasn't discussed these kids interact in these things and they talk about dark things and the things they're viewing begins to be the things that they're practicing and so forth and i'm just telling you uh you know what it's it's too much for them to handle and it can take kids that, you know what, are even raised in the church and are raised with the fear of God, and the enemy wants to draw them into these things, and it, will, it could easily begin to suck them in and begin to have a deep, deep effect upon them. I can't, I can't tell you enough, man, to be aware. Do all you can to safeguard. Do all you can to protect, because as a pastor, I see so many families that they're raising their kids in the Lord and they talk to their kids about the Lord and then the next thing they know these kids are in junior high and high school and they're like I lost my kid I don't know how this happened I don't know why they're thinking the way they're thinking and doing the things that they're doing and I've never seen anything like this and I've been doing this for a lot longer than some of you guys realize I'm a little older than some of you guys realize And I've never seen this the way that it's been, especially over the last few years, especially over the last year where so many kids were locked in their rooms all day, on their phones all day, and their computers all day. I think that one of the most tragic things that's happened over this last year is these kids just being saturated with these devices. And I foolishly at the beginning of this said, you know, it's a good thing in the sense of at least they're having some socializing, And maybe some of that has been redeemed. But I've never seen over this past year so many kids. And I'm not saying that they're lost in the sense that, you know what, God's faithful when we're faithless. But so many parents tell me, I don't know what's happened to my kids. Because in times past, those kids in homes like that, this didn't happen to them. It just didn't. And it's just crazy. And, you know, the Lord's put that on my heart tonight. And I want to share it with you guys and just put it before you. One other thing on this as well. And this is probably about the only prophecy type update thing that I'm doing here tonight. Let me see if I have this paper. And this is something that, you know, really you look at Babel in in Genesis. And it was the world coming together and God scattering them. And we might get into that in this study tonight just a little bit and touch on it. Because the rise of the Antichrist is kind of like the rise of Nimrod and it ends in, in a similar fashion as well but um, it seems that today the common language you know they had a language back then and God came down and scattered it and before he did he said there's nothing they put their minds to that they won't be able to do and keep that in mind when you hear things about transhumanism and when Lord willing you watch that film next week and people say oh come on this stuff is going to happen the Lord said there's nothing they put their mind to they won't be able to do so keep that in mind as you look at that but we know that today that modern language is tech. It is the Internet. We, we, we know that it has knitted the world together. And listen, there's a lot of good things you can do on the Internet, but sadly, there's a lot of bad things with that. And I just want to throw this out there to you, just something to consider. Um, we know in this COVID thing that has happened on the earth world that a few months before the World Economic Forum that we've talked a lot about, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundations had an event called, it was called Event 201. And they, simu- they did a simulation of a COVID virus and a pandemic that came upon the earth. And then two months later, what happened? This stuff broke out on the earth. And we've seen things happen that we've never seen. And this thing has, you know, it impacted the entire world. I don't need to recap it. Does, does, does anyone been living under a rock? You guys know what I'm talking about but very interestingly this past uh, few weeks ago in the week that started on july 9th this same group did another one of these scenarios the world economic forum and uh Klaus schwab and you know at this bill and gates bill and linda Gates uh foundation and what this was was a a um you know what a a a plan of what would happen if there was great breakdowns on the internet and what would happen if food wasn't able to be able to be you know what uh, distributed the way that it is and so they did simulation of the internet shutting down and there's a lot of people that have pointed to this saying hey look at let's look at the pattern here they did a simulation of the covid and then we know what we've gone through it's like two months before and then they roll this thing out and you guys don't need to hear my opinion about all that stuff tonight Um, and you know what there's a caution that perhaps this is going to happen with the internet now i just throw that out there i don't throw out there to put fear anyone i don't throw it out there to you know say it's going to happen but there are patterns out there And just a little side note with that. Listen, I'm not one of these guys where it's like, hey, you know, it preps so much that you you can withstand 10 years of living, you know, in your living room or whatever. But I throw this out there to you. It might not be a bad thing to have a couple months of food for your family and have sources of water for your family. And the Bible says that if you don't provide for your own, you're worse than an unbeliever and denied the faith you might need to be able to practically be able to provide some protection for your family now ultimately listen unless the lord watches over the house the watchman watches in vain and there's a lot of people doing that but the lord doesn't watch over their house at all but i think there's wisdom and proverbs speaks to this about learning from the ants of how they store up for the summer and i haven't talked a lot about this in times past but when i hear reports like this and i see where we are as a Uh, nation and where we're going as the world I just think if you have the means you know what to buy a couple jars of peanut butter and so forth probably a wise thing to do that I'm not saying you know what to to fill entire closet up with skippy but we're living in some very turbulent times and on top of that not only do we want to use wisdom especially when I see reports like this because listen most of us aren't living on farms growing our own food and raising our own cattle and so forth we're dependent on the local grocery store we want to be able to at least for a short time i believe provide for our families but also how about ministering to our neighbors and being able to represent the lord so again you want to be led by that on your own and so forth and pray before god but i think that there's wisdom found in that especially as we look at all these things. and this is just a practical thing tonight is just kind of something that is on my mind tonight i want to throw out there and something for you to consider so um notice here again he looks and he beholds and he sees one on a white horse and we know this antichrist and listen the one on the white horse here no doubt about it is this antichrist this world figure that's going to come on the scene he's going to come as an angel of light he's not going to come riding on you know what a a a red horse or a pale horse or one of these horses that come next he's not going to be coming with horns and a and a pointy tail and a pitchfork and show up on the scene and say hey i'm the antichrist hell satan he's not coming like that he's going to come as an angel of light he's going to come and present himself as the legitimate messiah As we know, the Jews are still looking for the Messiah, though the Messiah has come and praise God at the end of this tribulation, they will acknowledge him. We know that Islam is looking for a Messiah to come. We know the New Age is looking for a Matria or a Messiah to come. There's all these groups looking for a Messiah to come. And we're living in a world right now that is turned upside down, that's being run by imbeciles. And more and more people are saying, we need someone to figure this all out we need someone who can bring people together we need someone who can have some answers and i think that things are being set up for this individual and he's going to come as an angel of light and this is how satan himself works second corinthians eleven twelve. but what i do i will also continue to do that i may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast this is paul talking here for such are false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of christ and no wonder for satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light therefore it's no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works and so this is a common thread with these types of individuals he's going to show up saying i got the answers He's gonna come riding in on a white horse and people are gonna say finally someone who can bring us together, someone who seems to be sensible, someone who seems to even care about us. Interesting how he's spoken of in Revelation thirteen three. John says I saw one of the heads as it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and the world marveled and followed the beast. And they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worship the beast saying, Who is like the beast? Who's able to make war with them? This guy's going to show up on the scene. And I don't think that the wound is going to happen before he shows up. But perhaps it will. But at one point, it's going to look like he resurrects from the dead. He will get into some military scuffles that he will win very easily. And notice here, the world is going to say and this backs up this thought that everyone's going to know who this guy is who's like the beast who's able to make war with them and i tell you all those whose names aren't written in the lamb book of life they're going to follow this guy hook line and sinker they're going to say our savior's here and this guy is absolutely going to convince the world that christ is the wicked one that anyone who names the name of christ is a rank rebel and the problem And that he is the good and those that oppose him are the bad. Now notice, he's going to come with a bow in his hands. And I know the mind could immediately go to a bow and arrow. But this word bow here, it means to set a trap or to lay a snare. And there's another type of bow that we're familiar with that is associated with the days of Noah and with the days of the coming of Christ. And that's the rainbow. And the rainbow was first given to mark a covenant. And so this is associated with covenant. And we know when this man comes on the scene, he is going to affirm a covenant. And we looked at this again in great detail this past year in Daniel 9 as we read about what's called Daniel's 70th week, or that last seven years period of this dispensation where the Lord is predominantly dealing with the nation of Israel and bringing them to the place of acknowledging jesus as savior and this is going to start with this man coming on the white horse this beast this antichrist and he's going to establish a covenant for seven years between israel and her neighbors roundabout notice daniel nine twenty six. it says after 62 weeks the messiah shall be cut off but not for himself And so this has to do seven weeks where the decree had been issued to rebuild Jerusalem. We read about that in Nehemiah. And then after Jerusalem was rebuilt, there was another 62 weeks or 62 times seven years. And then at that point, we know Messiah absolutely. And we saw some people putting forth the idea to the day he was cut off. Messiah was cut off. Messiah went to the cross, not for himself, but for us. Praise God because if you don't got the messiah being cut off for us none of this even matters here we're all going to hell but jesus atoned for our sins upon the cross of calvary and he rose from the grave that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life so that was these first 483 years and then we know that church age came into place that we've already talked about tonight and then there's gonna be this last seven years and again this man's gonna come on this white horse and we read here in verse 27, or it says, and the peop- verse 26, And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and its end shall be with a flood, till the end of the war of desolations are determined. So this is talking about, this is the end of the age. In verse 27 it says, He shall confirm a covenant with the many for one week. This man here in Revelation comes with a bow. It's a picture of covenant. We read in Daniel this man is going to confirm a covenant for one week we know the context of a week here is seven years but in the middle of that week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering and on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate even t- until consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate so we've talked a lot about this he's going to come on the scene he's going to look like the savior of the world he's going to get a covenant between israel and her neighbors and listen israel is a cup of trembling right now i know in my lifetime all the presidents have tried to bring peace to the middle east there were some covenant sign between israel and some of her enemies with the last uh you know what president that we had you guys know all about that it seems this antichrist is going to come and confirm those with additional covenants that's going to bring a again temporary time of peace and the world's going to rejoice in this the world's looking for someone like this to come on the scene who is going to usher a peace there into the middle east and is going to head up a one world religion economy and government that's talked about throughout the scriptures that's talked about in revelation that lord willing we'll get into if he tarries in the weeks to come and if he doesn't tarry and he takes us home we'll all praise god for that now listen this man is going to be allowed to wear a crown for a brief time we read about a crown on his head he's going to wear a crown for seven years side note here is jesus your lord and savior tonight can you say amen to that well praise god we know we're going to wear a crown for all eternity so we just want up the antichrist in that through the christ (laughs) And notice as well, he's going to conquer, but it's not going to be with force. He's going to lay a snare or a trap. He's going to conquer with deception. And we won't get into it tonight, but Lord willing, in a few weeks, we're going to see in Revelation 6, 3, the second seal being broke. And it's marked by a rider on a red horse. And it says to this rider, it was granted to take peace from the earth that people should kill the word really there is butcher one another and there was given to him a great sword so this man is going to come bringing a covenant he's going to come and we'll see more scripture with this here in a second bringing in peace we read from daniel seven twenty five. he's going to come using words words even against the most high it's very much reminiscent rem, reminiscent of how satan Deceived man in the garden he did it with words questioning god getting man to believe him that he could be like god a man following it listen that's been satan's play from the beginning and so he's going to usher in a false peace bringing forth this covenant and again that second horse that comes out is going to take away peace that this man establishes and we'll get into that where it says they'll kill one another i've touched on the on this already it's really the word butcher which is one thing to kill someone to butcher someone it means to kill them to offer sacrifice to a god or to eat them and that makes sense because the next horse after this brings famine upon the earth so (laughs) you know this idea that god's wrath isn't poured out in the first half of the tribulation is ludicrous because we'll see in a minute even when the lord gives people over to their sin which that's what this world is going to be it's a picture of wrath in the scripture And I'll tell you, when men are rising up and killing one another to consume them or offer their neighbor to a god, I would say the wrath of God has hit down pretty hard. Would you not agree? So again, it's going to be a brief time of false peace on the earth. and They're blinded that the wrath of God is now being poured out. They'll catch on about the sixth seal, but they're blinded to that at this point. And we know that Jesus is the one bringing this forth as He's broken that first seal. It's going to be when the Lord gives them over to the one who comes in His own name. Jesus talked about this in John 5:43. He said, "I've come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in His own name, him you receive. Uh, him will you receive." And so we know that this man's going to come in His own name, Israel's going to receive him, the world's going to receive him and he's going to come again offering a peace we read about this in first thessalonians 5 1 and this is some of the most important scripture about the rapture of the church and the antichrist and the kickoff of the tribulation that you're going to find in all the bible it's passages you should be familiar with and a few passages here we've talked on a lot over the last year notice first thessalonians 5 1 this coincides here with revelation 6 1 and 2 it says but but concerning times and seasons brethren you have no need that i should write to you for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the lord so comes as a thief in the night and this is why we always want to be looking because good thieves don't announce when they're going to be showing up to your house (laughs) they show up when you're not expecting so the lord's coming like a thief in the night that's why we're always to be looking and then notice verse three and and notice the verbiage here it says when they say peace and safety what's the they it's those outside of christ it's those that buy the line of the antichrist they're going to say peace and safety that's going to happen when this one comes riding on a white horse with a crown begins to conquer with the bow or with covenant the world's going to say finally we got peace finally we got safety and i'm telling you this world is itching for such an individual to show up now there's good news because a real individual has already shown up his name's jesus christ and we got peace and safety in him at every single turn i'm in god's hands and anything that happens to me it only will happen because god will allow it and if he allows it he's going to use it for my good and for the glory of god he assures us of that but they're going to say peace and safety they're going to rejoice when this guy comes on the scene and no doubt there's going to be a short season of peace and safety and then notice what comes next it lines up with that second horse that second red you know man or the second horseman on the red horse then sudden destruction comes upon them sudden punishment comes upon them sudden wrath comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman And notice they shall not escape and there's a distinction between they and them and what we read next about you and us but you brethren and again is jesus your lord tonight can you say amen to that then you're the brethren and the sister and the lord jesus christ is that the right word sister and the brother and the sister and sister and something you get water in or whatever so you know what i'm talking about but you brethren are not in darkness praise god we're in the light of christ tonight let's rejoice in that you're not in the darkness so the day should overtake you as a thief you're all sons of the light and sons of the day we're not of the night not of the darkness therefore let us not sleep as others do but let us watch and be sober we should be watching right now we should be living sober lives under the lord jesus christ this is talking about being sober minded understanding the days that we're living in understanding we are here to walk with the lord and represent jesus christ to walk with the loyalty of the lord that he has shown us through the work of the cross of calvary let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of the hope of salvation. Notice here, for God does not appoint us to wrath. Destruction comes upon them, they shall not escape. But in context here, what's the context of this wrath? It's the destruction that comes upon them right after they say peace and safety then sudden destruction comes upon them for god did not appoint us to wrath we are not appointed to the wrath of god in hell or on earth god will chasten his children he'll take us to the woodshed to correct us but that's far different than having the wrath of god rest upon you wrath of god is reserved for the enemies of god he has not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation through our lord jesus christ who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him therefore listen this is comforting therefore comfort each other and edify one another just as you're doing it's the them and the us praise god what a wonderful truth tonight in christ to be part of the us now notice second thessalonians 2 1 through 12. This also unfolds right here in Revelation 6, 1 and 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, this is speaking of the rapture. We ask you not to soon be shaken in mind or trouble, either by spirit, by word or letter, as as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. There have been people running around saying, hey, the rapture came and you're left behind. So Paul's addressing that he says let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition who exposes and exalts himself above all that's called god or that's worship so that he sits as god in the temple of god showing himself as god even though he ain't god now a key word here is falling away he says our gathering together won't happen until there's first the falling away and this term falling away it can be looked at a few different ways it's the word apostasy which apostasy also means separation and so people look at this and there's been a lot of commentary on this over the years saying yes this has to do with an apostasy that comes upon the world a falling away in the world from the ordinances of god as well as a great falling away that we're seeing even in christianum right now as false gospels and false prophets just run amok through christianum but it could also be looked at as a separation and as a gathering away so it's the idea that the antichrist can't come until there's the separation first now listen for those that are maybe a pre-wrath or a mid-trip this would be one of the verses that they really stand on and they say see this means that the rapture can't come until the identity the the antichrist is identified first and i think they have a little bit of a a, a, of an argument in that but what we're going to look at next i think takes away that argument but i want to be honest and open in these things and it could be something that and it's been suggested before by listen some bible teachers that i really respect that perhaps you know what this guy's going to come on the scene first and then we're going to be taken after that we want to be honest with the scriptures and looking at this this is why i don't know the day or the hour but i'm always supposed to look and we should always be looking but here's the problem with looking at that like this because in verse five he says do you not remember that when i was still with you i told you these things and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time so the antichrist listen if satan had his way he'd bring this guy in the scene right scene right now but he's being restrained it says for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work and there's a spirit of antichrist already at work in the world only he who now restrains will do it until he is taken out of the way so something has to be taken out of the way that's restraining the spirit of antichrist upon the world we'll come back to this in a second and then the lawless one will be revealed and that means to take the cover off these swamp coolers have a cover on them it's going to be taken off on sunday morning when the antichrist comes the cover will be taken off he'll show himself to the world and oh there's no one like this guy and the lawless one will be revealed whom the lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming what a glorious day that will be and the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of satan with all power signs and lying wonders listen test signs and wonders bible talks a lot about lying signs and wonders test the doctrine and you know behind that and so forth it's always foul and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish notice because they did not receive the love of the truth and we're living in a world right now where so much of the world does not love the truth they love being lied to and it's moved them into a place of unrighteous deception we're in this time they didn't love the truth that they might be saved and for this reason god will send them notice strong delusions that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who do not believe the truth but had pleasure in righteousness we are living in a world right now that is being taken down by strong delusions just stuff that it's you got to be delusional to believe this transgender stuff you have to be delusional you have to be delusional to think that god made an error and put a man in a woman's body if you believe that tonight you're delusional if you're promoting that you're delusional if you're promoting that to children you're a child abuser you're a child abuser you you're hating god in that you're hating that child in that you're loving satan and you're loving yourself and jesus christ said that it's better to have a millstone tied around your neck and be thrown in the sea than cause one of his little ones to stumble but this world's delusional this is one of many areas it's delusional in a few years ago that was called a mental illness and then bruce jenner comes out and says i'm a woman and five years later we're promoting this stuff or this world's promoting it in preschool and kindergarten this is delusional and if you're caught up in it step back and think about it and now you're beginning to put these children on programs that destroys their bodies even though the highest suicide rate is with people who begin this process of trying to change their sexual orientation which they never can listen they are what they are and then we applaud this and then if a group of them came in here tonight and maybe they're watching online how you doing you need to hear this they would say i'm a hate monger up here this is hate speech no this is love speech this is the truth i want to see kids protected and walking in how god's made them a little girl a little girl and a little boy a little boy but this world's delusional you got to be delusional to be walking with this. Now again, I want to quickly just go back to the restrainer. I want to go back to, listen, he can't come on the scene, he's being held back until the one who restrains him is, again, taken out of the way. We really only read about one He that's taken about away, out of the way when it comes to end time stuff, and the He that's taken out of the way is the is 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 us that we read about over and over again of us being taken out. And here's the deal: while we're here, we're called to restrain. Jesus calls us salt. Matthew five thirteen. Again, is He your Lord tonight? Can you say Amen to that? He says, "You are the salt of the earth." And in verse 14 of Matthew five he says, "You are the light of the world. What does salt do? Salt restrains rot. This is why you can go down to the the, the gas station tonight and buy you a piece of meat that's in a jar there that's not refrigerated. A beef jerky it's salted light restrains darkness this is the holy spirit of god working through his church and here's the thing and i stand on this if the antichrist shows up today i'm not called to go into a fetal position in the corner i'm called to stand for christ and restrain darkness and i'm going to stop doing that by his grace and mercy we don't see that instruction in the word of god but we got a world right now that's itching to get god out of the picture itching to get fundamental bible believing christians to have their mouths shut up and to be locked up and to be put away they say you're the problem you're the troublemakers and as i look at scripture when there's a group of people that continue to harden their heart to god eventually god says that's what you want that's what you're going to get And their guy's going to come on the scene and they're going to go, oh yeah, peace and safety. Bam, boom, sudden destruction. And it's going to be God pouring out wrath. And that wrath doesn't start at the sixth seal when these people who say, who's like the beast? Who can make war with them? Finally wake up and they say, the wrath of God is here. Those people are compared to Janus and Jambres in the scripture. You know who they are? They're the witches that opposed Moses back in the exodus it wasn't until the third plague that they finally realized this is the finger of god these people are sin makes you stupid the wrath of god starts with that first seal and why is that a big deal because the pre-wrath rapture idea is well you know we're taken out before the wrath and that doesn't start till um, the sixth seal jesus christ is the one breaking those seals listen when christ gives a group of people up to their sin in the Scripture, that's called the wrath of God. I'll give you evidence of it. Second Chronicles twenty nine six. This is speaking of Israel in days of rebellion. It says, "For our fathers have trespassed and done evil in the eyes of the Lord. They have forsaken Him, have turned their faces from the dwelling place of the Lord, and turned their backs on Him. They have also shut the doors on the vestibule, put out the lamps." and have not burnt incense or offered burnt offerings in the holy place of God of Israel. Notice verse 8. Therefore the wrath of the Lord fell upon Judah and Jerusalem, and He has given them up to trouble, desolation, and to jeering, as you see with your eyes. When God gives you up to your sin, that's the wrath of God in Scripture. Later on it says in 2 Chronicles thirty-six fifteen they're given up to a king nebuchadnezzar who at first is a type of antichrist and the lord god of their father sent warnings to them by his messengers rising up early sending them because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place we're messengers of the gospel right now but they mocked the messengers of god despising his words and scoffed at the prophets that's going on in the world today making a mockery of even what we're doing here tonight. Until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people, till there was no remedy, therefore he brought against them the king of the Chaldeans. This was Nebuchadnezzar, who is a picture of Antichrist until he finally falls on his face and gives praise to the Christ. This casting off, this casting into another place is throughout the word of god when people groups harden their hearts to the lord eventually he gives them up to that gives them over to their sin and it's always described as god's wrath the first seal is god's wrath it's a world saying we don't want christ we won't want the people of christ and god's saying then i'm going to give you what you want wrath has come upon you and when the dude first comes on the scene they're going to say this is great and then sudden destruction comes when that rider comes out on that red horse. And we'll get into detail about this here in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a couple weeks. Peace is taken from the earth. Men rise up and begin to kill one another, not out of road rage. And we're not talking here just about thugs and criminals, but we're talking here about neighbors and housewives and you know what ordinary folks that you might call where we are now rising up and killing one another to butcher them and i'm going to show you guys scripturally how the only time that word is used in the new testament is referring to the sacrifice of christ who was offered up for our sins to the father and now in scripture it's associated with a sacrifice to a god or butchering to consume or eat and the world's getting prepped for this right now listen there is a lot of promotion of cannibalism in the world today believe it or not there's shows that glamorize it that promote it i don't watch them i've heard about them and this world's getting prepped for this stuff there's a lot of zombie shows today and at one point in the tribulation there'll be a zombie apocalypse do you realize that where for five months men will try to kill themselves and they won't be able to do it think about what you can do yours to yourself and yet you're still alive i have some stuff here about nimrod that i'm not going to get into babel 1.0 and how he rose in the midst of a chaos and crisis and got a big following and brought them all on the plain of shinar and god came and struck it down we've talked about it before those notes are there for you because this guy's going to arrive in a time of chaos as well it seems that most likely the ezekiel 38 and 39 war will take place some have that happening between the rapture and the arrival of the antichrist there might be a gap there he could very easily show up and say hey that's armageddon now it's time to usher in the millennial reign of christ i'm your guy a thought that we should consider he might land in a ufo the horse he rides might be a ufo a a, a stage event <laughs> we took all those fundamentalists out here now i'm here to bring order but there seems to be a setup for that does there not and lord willing sometime in the weeks to come we'll talk about that just real quickly though listen these things are going to happen there's already a spirit of antichrist though that's in the world today we read about this in first john 4 1 through 4 it says the spirit of antichrist in verse 4 what you have heard is coming and is already in the world excuse me first john 4 3 there's a spirit of other christ already here and listen that spirit desperately wants us to turn to him and away from the christ and when we face tribulation and crisis and chaos in our own lives and those things are going to come what are we going to do are we going to get our eyes on another spirit are we going to lean all the more heavily on the lord jesus christ i can't encourage you enough heat verses like isaiah 31 1 woe to those who go down to egypt for help and rely on horses who trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they're very strong but do not look to the holy one of israel no seek the lord it's all the more that right now we need to be anchoring our hope and all our faith in the lord jesus christ and not fall into that trap that trap of fretting evildoers and there's a lot of evil-doers in the world, and I'll tell you, they move in a spirit of Antichrist. and they want you to move out of fear, to follow their dictates versus walking in faith and trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, he's gotten us this far, hasn't he? And he's with us to the end of the age. Trust in him at all times. Close with this, Matthew 7:24 jesus said therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them i will liken him to a wise man who built this house on the rock and the rain descended the floods came the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock and we're living in a very stormy season and these storms are beating on our houses are they not they're, they're on our homes on our souls and so forth and yet as we hear god's word and we stand in it we're going to stand in christ but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them i will liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand and boy beachfront property it looks great at first right and the rain descended the floods came the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall and so it was when jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes i love psalm fifty fifteen. call upon me on the day of trouble i will deliver you and you shall glorify me let's be found doing that amen so heavenly father we praise you we give you glory we thank you for your scriptures lord lord i marvel god at prophecy i marvel lord at all the prophecies you fulfilled in your first coming i rejoice lord in so many over the years god that have set out to disprove the bible who get saved when they go man i know all this prophecy was in here we thank you that your words prophetic we thank you for the prophecy concerning our salvation that whoever calls on the name of the lord will be saved that's a prophetic word and we thank you lord for the times we're living in now and lord what we see unfolding lord we don't know exactly when you're coming but lord we see things unfolding and you said to look up when you see these things happening and know your redemption draws near so we look up we rejoice god we want to abound in you lord bless your people tonight shine your face on them god bless our fellowship right now let it be rich and good and if you haven't called upon christ now's the time to get saved today's the day of salvation don't put the lord off confess your sin repent put your faith in christ and let him meet you where you're at lord bless the rest of our evening here and we pray these things in jesus name and we said together amen god bless you